Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mitch Halleck, producer of Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con and CT Gamer Con, both happening at Mohegan Sun. And I just want to let you know, if you're not following us on the almighty social network, you're missing out on a bunch of stuff. So you can follow me on Twitter at It's Terrific Con. That's I-T-S-T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C-O-N. It's Terrific Con. And if you're into gaming, make sure you check us out on Twitter at CT Gamer Con. That's C-T-G-A-M-E-R-C-O-N. And as always, you can look for us on Facebook at Terrificon and CT GamerCon, and we're even on Instagram. So do me a favor and follow me there. Plus, check out my brand new show on YouTube, Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure, where we go every two weeks and look back at the things you love, TV, movies, toys, and more. That's Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure. Now sit back and get ready for another episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Thanks. You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Hello, everybody out there, all you folks on all the ships at sea. This is Mitch Halleck. Creator, producer, Grand Poobah, Overlord, the guy who gets it done of Terrificon. I'm here in a special episode tonight. There's no Jerry. Jerry's not here. He is home drawing pictures and watching The Simpsons or doing something right now. I thought I would take this moment to come out and talk to all you folks as we get here. Ready, button down the hatches as we go into Terrificon prep mode as Terrificon is fast approaching on the horizon and I thought since it's been a while since I've talked to you the general public about the show what's been going on so I I actually said if you had any questions just post them today on the Facebook page the group section the old foot club foot stands for fans of our Terrificon it's kind of like a play on words to the old Marvel foom which was friends of old marvel so now it's fans of our terrific con if you haven't joined up you should because i post things up there and there's like a little unseen behind the scenes world over there amongst all us terrific con fans we talk about things about the show guests things like that so anyway let's start off with some of the questions and comments i got today all right we'll go right here this one let me see all the comments here all right this one comes in from little chris katita you might know chris he's at the show as one of our volunteers but he's also a very big marvel comics fan chris writes dear terrific con 
Is there anything you can share about the COVID-19 protocols at Mohegan Sun regarding the show? Well, that's a very good question because it's come up a lot. And as we all know, the world is not the same as it was the last time we gathered for Terrific Con, which was in 2019. There's been a pandemic. If you haven't read the papers, I'm sure you have. And things changed since then. So we all had to go through this last year or so of wearing masks and, you know, social distancing and washing our hands and singing the happy birthday song twice, which I never really understood the happy birthday song. I was more of a, you know, theme to mash in my head. But anyway, I digress. So what are we doing? I mean, you know, I wouldn't got vaccinated in Connecticut. I live in the land of the conservative people where we run and get all the milk, bread and eggs every time we hear there's a snowstorm. So we're one of those old-fashioned folks that are, don't take anything lightly. We're always prepared for something. So Connecticut, God bless the little nutmeg state, is doing really well. I think we're either the top number one for most vaccinations or the, you know in the top three when it comes to uh, uh, COVID vaccination. So we've done an astounding job, an, an amazing job here. Our governor, Ed, Ned Lamont, has been... Uh, watching after all as Connecticut folks for the last year or so, making sure we all do the right thing and safely and protected. And it's all paid off. I mean, I think, don't quote me as I record this on May 16th, 2021, the last numbers I saw for our, our COVID positivity rating here in Connecticut was like 1.1% and dropping. So we're doing something right out here. So we're doing really well. And I know on May 19th here in Connecticut, our restrictions are lifted across the state for a lot of the, uh, the, the COVID things that we've been doing, the protocols and stuff. So it's going to be a different world on Wednesday, May 19th. So we'll see. But at the moment, if Terrificon was held today, here's what's been going on in Mohegan Sun. I was just there the other day because they were doing an expo. And I wanted to check it out. There's temperature checks as you walk into the building. Uh, the elevators have signs out of, you know, please four people per elevator. There's social distance markings when you wait in line for stuff. Um, there's hand sanitizers everywhere. I mean, every time I turn around, I saw one of those Purell hand dispensers. Masks are required throughout the facility. There was nobody there not wearing a mask. And I know a lot of folks will like this news. There's no smoking in the general vicinity of the casino or the expo center there never was anyway but there's no you can't see any smoke you don't walk out smelling like smoke because i know a lot of people complain about that it was never an issue at the expo center because like i said it was never it wasn't an area that had smoking so i don't know why people would even say that because it never happened a lot of people make up stuff sometimes just to hear themselves talk like me right now but um yeah, it, there's a lot going on there at Mohegan Sun. They've taken a, a big, broad safety precautions. Because you got to remember, as much as they like having terrific con, as much as we like being there, they're a business and they're a brand, and they need to make sure everything goes great. And they've been doing it for over 20-something years there now. And they're open 24-7, 365 days a year. Terrific con is literally only three days out of their busy schedule. And they make sure that all their patrons are safe, and doing everything they can to ensure that. So, rest assured, I follow whatever the Mohegan Sun Tribal Health Department tells me to do, which they work with the Connecticut State Health Department, which works alongside the CDC, and they do whatever they need to do to keep everybody safe. And as a good 
show producer, I just follow suit what they tell me to do. I say, hey, what do we need to do to have the show happen? And they say, this is what we ask you to do. And I comply. So I hope that answers your question. I'm working with a great team over there. And like I said, it's uh, a place that is making sure everything's up to code and up to speed and everybody's happy and healthy and has a great time. And that's what we want when you come into the Terrific Con on July 30th to August 1st. So I hope that answers some questions right there. Let's see. What other questions do we have here? Um, do you know how celebrities, vendors will be set up at the show? Social distancing about autographs. Yeah, okay. That is goes along with the answer I just kind of gave. Whatever we have to do, you know, I know I'm spacing the booths apart a little bit farther than they normally are. I know the aisles are a little wider right now. So that goes along with all the safety protocols that they have there. So we will see about what happens. Uh, let's see. This one is from John Johnson over at the Pint O Comics. Who have you never gotten to the show that you have asked repeatedly and it hasn't happened specifically due to scheduling conflicts? Well, I'm going to let you into some behind-the-scenes secrets. It's not who I've asked repeatedly. I think repeatedly would be like John Byrne, my favorite artist of all time, because I grew up in that era of the X-Men, and I loved everything John did. And he lives right here in Connecticut, but I know he's not a big fan of shows. So if he's out there listening to this and hear my plea, please come to Terrificon, Mr. Byrne. I would love to have you there. But, um, oh, obviously, as a Star Wars Indiana Jones fan, I'm going to say Harrison Ford. That would be my number one get, but he's not one to do conventions. So one day, maybe, if Harrison ever decides to go the convention route, he decides on Terrificon. And uh, we would love to have them. Some of the other folks out there, uh, it's not so much scheduling conflicts. I just know they don't do shows anymore. I mean, we had George Perez a couple years ago scheduled, but there's a scheduling conflict, so we had to do that. And I know George is happily retired now in Florida. He will do sketches. He will do autographs down from his house, but I know his uh, convention days are, are done. So, you know, it would have been nice, but it didn't happen. We had him. Had a show I produced in Bridgeport, Connecticut, back in 2014. So that was the closest he's been to Connecticut since then. Uh, what other people have been here for scheduling? Oh, well, scheduling conflicts. John Bernthal, the Punisher, and uh, Shane from The Walking Dead. He was all set to come to Terrificon. Uh, I think it was 30 days before the show. I think it's 20, I'm going to say 2017. He had to pull out, or 2018. He had to cancel because he was going to film uh that car picture uh ford versus ferrari and i found out literally a month before and he sent me a note saying sorry brother i gotta go do this show uh that they're paying me millions of dollars to be in and you know i guess it's a better payday than three days of terrific con but hey things happen uh let's see what other person i'm trying to get sergio argones for a couple of years i'm just trying to get a hold of him if somebody's out there listening uh sergio would be great adrian barbeau uh, for the Swamp Thing, plus she was the Catwoman over on the Batman Animated. Richard Maul, a.k.a. Bull from Night Court, uh, who's also from the Batman Animated show. He was Harvey Dent. Uh, I'm really kicking myself because last year I was working on a reunion of the Justice League Unlimited cast. And one of the rare appearances by any of the members of that show would be Mr. Carl Lumley. He does go to conventions. And I was talking to Carl through email 
about what it would take, and he was all into coming to Terrificon in 2020. But unfortunately, as everybody knows, 2020 was not the year for doing shows. So his appearance, unfortunately, never worked out, never came to fruition. But Carl is fantastic, uh, not only because he was the Martian Manhunter on the Justice League show, but because he was just recently in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and he played Isaiah Bradley, who's the star of the Captain America Truth miniseries. And if you watch the show or read the comic, you know how big a deal that is for Captain America fans. So those are some of the people I, off the top of my head that have had scheduled conflicts and have not been able to do the show. But does it mean I've abandoned all hope? So we will see. Oh, here's a bunch of questions here from Mr. Jonathan Friedman. How do you see the pandemic affecting the return of Terrific Con in a couple months, positively or negatively? From vendors to guests, panels, and yourself, Mohegan, etc. Well, like I said, uh, it's not much of a safety protocol thing because I already addressed that. I'm saying, how much will it affect positively? I think people are looking to go out and have a great time again and see their friends and see a lot of the uh, things they enjoyed pre-2020, like shopping for comic books, toys, posters, cool clothing, t-shirts, sketches, autographs. I think that's something that's been desperately wanted by most of the fans who come to the show and meet, of course, actors. Uh, panels, I've already thought about that. Like, how are we going to do panels? And I was talking to my good friend Franco, the artist and writer of like Tiny Titans and such. And he's a school teacher also. And I said, well, you know, how do you do a panel? You know, he's like, well, we do it every day in school. You just face the chairs apart and you make sure everything's socially distanced. It should be fine. So, if this isn't something like I threw together in 20 minutes. I've been working on this for over a year when the things first started to hit the fan, like how we were going to do it. And it was a little frustrating because you want to have everybody that wants to listen to the panel be part of it and ask questions and view it. And then I thought about why don't we just uh, Facebook Live them, you know, at the show. So we'd have the moderator and the guest and just film it on our, our iPhone or whatever and then just broadcast it over YouTube or Facebook so people could watch it so we might do that still i don't know i'm still thinking about that uh like i said on may 19th there in connecticut the, the rules change so i'll have to see what the uh the new rulings are for the, you know social distance they say everything's open so i don't i don't know if movie theaters and churches and all that are open everyone's figuring out a way to do this so we'll figure out the panels as well uh for myself has it affected me? Well, this is my full-time job. I mean, this is all I do is I produce comic cons and gamer cons. So I had nothing to do in the last year. I couldn't go around and promote my shows. I couldn't drive around to every convention on the Northeast and the East Coast. God knows I couldn't go to all the comic book shops like I always do. So I did miss that. I mean, as much as I like promoting the show, I do like going out and meeting folks and talking to fans and comic book shop guys and always pick up and few books or toys here or there and just add to my never-ending collection. So that's how it affected me. I'd say that was negatively for my morale because I couldn't meet people, but positively for my bank account and my wife's sanity because I did not buy more junk, as she would call it. So I hope that answers that question. Uh, biggest frustration and challenge with the whole thing? Well, I think everybody... Uh, could answer the same question. It was just frustrating because you never knew what was going to happen from day to day. And you just had to sit there and watch the news and hope for the best and get ready for the worst. That's the uh, 
that's the old man in me. You know, you always get ready for the worst and prepare for the worst and hope for the best. So, I don't know. Might be rambling here, but, you know, I'm trying to give you folks some uh, answers right off the top of my head from the heart. Uh, let's see. Who's the, this is again from Jonathan Friedman. Who's the biggest guest you nearly had, but had to cancel for some reason, and will you try to get them again? Who's your top five guests? If you could. Okay, I'm going to answer that right now, and you're going to be, like, unbelievable. Like, you'll never be able to believe this was going to happen. The guest that we were working on, and I think this was back in 2017? 2018, the first year we went to the Expo Center, because I wanted to get a big guest for the Expo Center. It was Keanu Reeves. That was who we were working on. And I remember we were discussing how he was going to get here, how much uh, everything was going to cost to have it happen. And he was even going to take the train in from New York. I mean, this is how minute and detailed we got in all the, the preparation for it. But he had to leave to go film a, a movie in Italy. And I think it was John Wick 3. I think that was the movie he had to go film. So Keanu Reeves was the biggest guest that Terrificon nearly had, but had to cancel for some reason. And will I try to get him again? Sure, but I think it's crazy. Here's another one for you. Another one that I'd sadly, it's not going to happen, and I cannot get him again. But in 2017, my memory's bad when it comes to dates on stuff, but I think it was 2017. I just have to go look it up. There was a certain star of a Marvel movie that we were looking at getting for the show, and the movie had not come out yet. And we were like, well, is it going to be a big movie? We don't know. I don't know. And I talked to Mohegan. Everyone's like, well, it's uncertain. But the actor was Mr. Chadwick Boseman. And we were talking to him around December, and the Black Panther had not come out yet. And for whatever reason, we just put it on hold literally and we said well we'll get back to you and then i remember the movie opened in february and forget it by that point it was like stratosphere that man was so busy with all these projects and you know everybody wanted chadwick in a new movie so he was unavailable but i do remember chadwick boseman was on the list pre black panther uh movie he had just done civil war and uh the Black Panther solo movie wasn't out. And unfortunately, obviously, the answer is we, we can learn get him because as fans sadly know, Mr. Bozeman passed away last year. Sadly, at such a young age, one of the great losses in Hollywood because he was just terrific. But uh, there you go. Who's my top guest if you could get them? Well, I kind of answered that already. But personally for me, uh, artists, like I said, John Byrne. John Romita Jr., I mean, John Romita Sr., and John Romita Jr., while we're at it. Uh, other art people would be Brian Bolin from the Killing Joke fame. I love Brian's work. Uh, J. Scott Campbell, who I'm a big fan of. So how many is that now? J.R., J.R. Sr., John Byrne, J. Scott Campbell, and Brian Bolin. There's five. That's five comic book uh, folks I'd like to get. Bendis is another one, too, if we could give me a sixth one. Actor-wise, uh, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, jeez, uh, Louise. Oh, Kurt Russell would be up there. Uh, who, two more, two more. Uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, Pierce Brosnan. Not Pierce Brosnan. I'm sorry. I totally messed up. Timothy Dalton. Wrong James Bond. I'd love to get Timothy Dalton because he's been in so many 
classic genre films other than being James Bond. Uh, the Rocketeer, Flash Gordon. He's he's just great. And uh, Sam Neill, who I'm a big fan of besides Jurassic Park. I was a fan of his all the way back to a movie called uh, Riley Ace of Spies. It was a miniseries. Uh, on, I think it's BBC maybe or PBS. It was about a true life story of this uh, spy uh, who worked uh, for the British intelligence after World War One, And the star of it was Sam, Sam Neill. So there you go. There's my top five guests, if I could get them. Uh, John Johnson, once again, from the Pint of Comics. Who do you love more, me or Johnny Ganache? Well, if you don't know, I'm also the part-time co-host of the Pint of Comics with Sir John Johnson, which can be heard on WESU 88.1 all the way to the end of your dial. And it's also broadcast on the web. Every episode's up there for two weeks, and then they put another one up there. So if you never listen to me on Planet Comics, you should do so. And I am only there because I fill in for Mr. John Ganache, who's been very busy since this whole pandemic started with his real job. So I get to show up. So I'm going to say, who do I love more, Sir John or John Ganache? Well, the answer is easy. I love John more. Next question, again from Mr. Jonathan Friedman. Jonathan is looking to get a foot t-shirt, a fan of our Terrificon t-shirt, which will be available at this year's show, because he keeps asking all these questions. What's your proudest accomplishment in regards to assembling Terrificon? What has been your greatest challenge? And what's the origin story of Terrificon? This is like a three-part, this is like a trilogy here. All right, my Proudest accomplishment in regards to Assembly Terrific Well, doing it every year, that's great. The fact that I can just say, okay, we're done with the show. Let's go again. That every year, it's every, pull one off of these every year is another accomplishment. And then the next one, the next one. So that's that's always something. And I tell you, I was up on one of those uh, electric cherry picker things that lift you off the ground that they use to change the light bulbs there at the old Expo Center last time. And I was about 25, 30 feet off the ground. And I was there with Ron, who works for the Expo Company. And he just wanted to take me up to see how Terrificon looked from the, from the bird's eye point of view at the thick of it. And so I go up there on this cherry picker and I'm with Ron. And geez, Louise, I don't know, there must have been like 10,000. It seemed like 10,000 people there at the time. And there's Val Kilmer below me in the Batmobiles. And I could see all the actors and I could see all the artists. I could see everything from one end to the other. And there's a photograph I took of it. I was scared to death because I hate heights. And uh, Howard Chaykin was screaming at me from below, like, get down from there. You're going to hurt yourself. So that was one of the coolest moments I ever had uh, is just seeing how terrific I looked, how big it was. Uh, but the, the, the fact that I get to do this every year and uh, everybody's happy and when it's all over, that's, that's the proudest accomplishment I have. Uh, the greatest challenge, I tell you, the greatest challenge has been finding a venue big enough for the show because it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And right now we're at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center. We're going to be there for years to come, but I think that's the biggest exposition company or, or center, I mean, in all of Connecticut. And since I'm a Connecticut guy and I like staying here, uh, the greatest challenge is you know, more space. But I think we're, we're pretty good for a couple of years because we've managed to fill just about everywhere of that thing will be cool. What's the origin story of Terrificon? Well, that's a story for, uh, not for the faint-hearted, as Spider-Man would say. 
Well, here's the deal. I have been doing conventions since my very first job in 1992, I'm going to say, or 1990. Sorry if I got a cold. I'm so stuffed up from my allergies. It's not funny, so I sound like Bob Dylan here. Uh, my first job was working as the art director for a company called USI in Brantford, Connecticut, and I had never been on an airplane until I was 24 years old. I never went to Disney World. I never did any of that stuff. And the owner of the company was a man named Peter Anderson. And he said, I'm going to teach you how to be a marketing guy. You're good at art. You're good at design. But I'm going to make you a marketing guy. So he put me on an airplane and sent me to conventions and learn how to sell stuff. And the first time I was on my 24th birthday, I flew to Las Vegas to do a convention out there. And it was just like we do terrific. We had a little booth, 10 by 10, and I had to sell laminators. And I was the art director, so I would do all the artwork for all the, the catalogs of the ads. And then I went from Las Vegas to San Francisco to Chicago to New Orleans to, oh, geez, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Scottsdale, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, Los Angeles, you name it. I was everywhere uh, doing these conventions every month for over a year. Uh, Canada, went to Canada. And uh, then I, I started designing the booth. So I started, you know, figuring out how that works and how to make them bigger. And I just learned how to do conventions. And then I got another job as a marketing director. And it was for a software company. And we would do product launches. So I'd have to go to Las Vegas. I'd have to go to Disney World. And we were not only doing a convention, but we would also set up at like the Javits in New York City for the big uh, computer conventions and stuff. But I would have to learn to do production. So we would have like smoke and a stage with laser lights and the CEO would come up through the floor and he'd present the new product. It was kind of like uh, Steve Jobs when he would do the Apple reveals and stuff, but we were doing it for the software. So I had to come up with all that stuff. I had to design the booth. I had to design how the look and feel, the music and all that. So I became like a producer and I would do TV commercials and stuff. So I knew how to do all that stuff, all the public relations and marketing stuff. So there was a gentleman I knew from a comic book store who asked if I would do the PR for a comic book convention and like publicize it, promote it. So I did. And I did a very good job of it because they got on ABC's Nightline, which is like unheard of for a first time ever convention, a little show out of nowhere in Connecticut. So that happened. And then uh, two years later, I formed Big Fedora Marketing. Because the truth of that story is my head is so big, if you meet me, I can't wear many hats. Like baseball caps just pop off my head. So I was struggling to think of a new name for my uh, company because my previous name was Indie Marketing, I-N-D-Y, after Indiana Jones and our dog, Indiana. Good old puppy. So I said, well, i got to come up with a new name because I'm doing this new venture producing comic book shows. So my son, Owen. I uh, said, how about Big Fedora Marketing? Because the story is I can never find a fedora to fit my head. So that's where Big Fedora Marketing comes from. And that was February 12th, 2012. Is that when it got incorporated? And I produced one-day comic book conventions right here in Trumbull, right near my house where I live, at the Trumbull Marriott. And uh, it was a one-day show. And I think we got 3,500 people for a one-day show. It was crazy how many people showed up. I, I had no expectations of how many people would do it. So I, I organized that sucker. You know, I, I got the local radio guys, the Wigmaster, fought Darth Vader. We did all this, like, crazy vaudeville shtick. 
and it was it was just it was just crazy. So many people, and then the next year we did it again, another one day show in the Trumbull Marriott right here again. It was like twenty, let's see, twenty thirteen. So then I said, you know what, let's go for broke, and we'll try a three day show. Because, you know, somebody told me you're going to put as much energy into doing a one-day show as you would a three-day show. So I went for a bigger venue, again, not far from my house. We did the Bridgeport Harbor Yard Arena in 2014. And it was a three-day show. And I had Maximilian Hernandez from uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Sitwell, uh, Darth Maul, Ray Park was there, Larry Kenny, Lionel was there, a uh, bunch of other voice actors from Thundercats. Uh, the, the comic book man, Big Chen was there. Uh, let's see. Yes, we had George Perez, Lee Weeks. Uh, geez, you name it. We had Rich Buckler, uh, Herb Trimpey. Good old Herb Trimp was there. Uh, Mike McCone, Mark McKenna. There was a wall to wall. Andy Kubert stopped by. It was just insane. There were just so many creators there. And it was jam-packed. There was like 13,500 people. There, I remember we gave the key to the city of Bridgeport to Batman. We had our friend Bob dress up as Batman. And the police were there, and they, they, the mayor of the town, the mayor of Bridgeport, came and presented us with a key to the city, and it was all very theatrical. It made the whole thing look like it was an episode of Batman. And uh, I remember the line was crazy because I went out front to, to say hello to all the people that showed up, and the line went out the building around the baseball park that used to be there, down the street underneath the train tracks. It went out for like I don't know half mile it was just so many people and then uh 2015 i moved the show to mohegan sun i started producing and organizing it there but there was a little bit of uh trademark uh issue so i changed the name of the show that i was producing to terrific con because terrific con just seemed easy because it ended with a c and everybody always said the shows were terrific like, this is a terrific comic con so sometimes it's right in front of you so I said, all right, just put an O-N at the end of the word terrific. So I called it Terrific Con. So from 2015 on, when you'd go into the show, you'd see T-shirts and flyers that said, it's Terrific Con, it's Terrific Con. So everybody started wearing Terrific Con shirts. The first guy to tweet it out was actually Greg Grunberg, who was the uh, guest at the 2015 show. And he was the first one to ever hashtag it's Terrific Con and put it out there on Twitter. So that was the first time Terrificon was born. And that's the origin story of Terrificon. That's the name of it. And we've been doing it ever since uh, at the Mohegan Sun. So that's 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. We don't talk about 20. And 2021. So in a perfect world, I'm counting my fingers, this would be number seven. Lucky number seven. If everything went well. In reality, because of last year we had that skip year, it's only six shows. But in our hearts, this would be our seventh show. And then after that, I did CT GamerCon in 2017, which we still do at Mohegan Sun, which is all about video games and Magic the Gathering and all that stuff. God, I, if you're still awake listening to me ramble on, God bless you because it's probably boring. All right, let's see. What do we got here? Will Silver City mugs be there again? Yes, they will be. Might they have 2020 mugs as well as 2021? Well... Charlie Hunt, if you listen to this, you've got your answer. I just answered that. Yes, Silver City, Peter Coyle, the gentleman that works with that, uh, he did make mugs for 2020. 
And I think I told him, don't worry about it, just save them. So he probably is going to be using the 2020 bugs, and maybe he made 2021, I don't know. So that's kind of a cool souvenir. A mug from the con that never happened. So we will see what happens. And, of course, he'll have root beer for everybody that wants that stuff. So that will happen as well. Let's see, what other questions do we have for Uncle Mitchie here? I've been talking now for quite some time. Let's see how long I've been rambling. 30 minutes. All right, let's see. Here's some PMs here from some friends of mine. Uh, Mr. Peter Parker, a.k.a. Sketch Getter B, writes, What is your favorite sketch that you've ever received from one of your guests and why? Well, my favorite sketch is the first Captain America sketch I ever got, which was from Mr. Bob Layton at the Bridgeport Show, who said to me, What is your favorite comic book character? And I just said, Oh, uh, Captain America. Not even thinking. Actually, it's Spider-Man and Captain America. They're like neck and neck. It's like, what's your favorite movie? To me, it's Raiders or Star Wars. Every day depends which one's in first place. But I said Captain America. He goes, okay. So when Bob went to leave on Sunday to catch the plane out of there, I didn't realize what he had done was he had drawn a beautiful 11 by 17 Captain America, fully inked and everything. And that was the very first sketch I got uh, from one of my guests. And then since then, oh my God, I've acquired such a portfolio full of Captain America sketches from everybody and their brother at the show. Uh, it's just, it's just. I think I'm up to like 85. It's just amazing how many I have. And uh, they're, each one is better than the next. I don't have a particular favorite other than that Bob Layton being the first one, but there are some beautiful Captain America sketches. So much so I started branching out into other characters. So I've got a MODOK that I really love from Russ Braun. And our good friend Keith Williams is coming back to the show. Is drawing me uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, because I said, hey, that's the new cap. So I need one of those. So I will be picking that up this year. And uh, what other sketches I can think of? Oh, I've got a beautiful Batman sketch from uh, Kevin Nolan, Batman fighting the Joker. That was beautiful. Uh, and, of course, Jerry Ordway. Our old friend Jerry Ordway draws me the uh, Captain Terrificon every year. Uh, for all the posters and the publicity stuff that I do, and the t-shirts. So those are always really good. I have all the originals for that as well. Uh, let's see. Here's another question from Little Matty Herring. Who is stronger, Sergeant Rock or Sergeant Fury? Well, being a Marvel man, I'm going to have to say Little Matty Herring. Uh, it's always going to be Sergeant Fury as Howling Commandos. So there's that right there. Let's see. Who really is Captain Terrificon? What is his real name? Well, here's another little secret behind the scenes. Captain Terrificon is actually based on a picture of yours truly back in the 80s when I was a young, svelte, in shape person. I actually was a Nautilus instructor, believe it or not. Remember Nautilus machines? I was actually an instructor of one of those things for a year. Then I discovered jelly donuts, and it's been downhill ever since. But in my prime, when I was 167 pounds, 175, and actually worked out and had a 30-inch waist, I was Captain Terrificon. I had the, the big Ray-Ban sunglasses like Tom Cruise and had the brown hair, not all gray, but it was all brown with a big wave in my hair. So that picture of me is the one that Jerry used with a little embellishments on the, the six-pack and the ribcage and the muscles. And that's the very first Captain Terrificon. So when you see Captain Terrificon, it's actually supposed to be my alter ego. So if I can you know, say the magic word and transform, I'm going to look like that again. 
uh, Terrific Connie came about because we said, well, there's, you know, Mary Marvel and there's, you know, Ms. Marvel. So we need Captain Terrific Connie to have, a, you know, a partner. So we came up with Terrific Connie, who's actually based on a friend of mine who is a huge cosplayer. And she's also at the show every year. And her name is Stasia. So Stasia was the original Terrific Connie that we use in the artwork. But then I started drawing uh, Terrific Connie images and Captain Terrificon and stuff. So the last year or so during the lockdown, I've been working on my artwork more and more. So if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see me sketching now and then. And then I decided to draw my own Captain Terrificon stuff. So the new Captain Terrificon is still based on me a little bit, not as svelte and muscular as it used to be. And the Terrificon has kind of morphed into a short brown haired green eyed girl or woman who looks a lot like my wife, Sharon. So there's a little behind the scene. And then there's a new uh, member of the team, uh, the puppy, uh, terrific, terrific dog, who's a.k.a. Harley, which is named after our dog, Harley. So there's another behind the scenes secret there. Harley is really the terrific dog. And Uncle Terrificon, who looks a lot like I do now, a little chubby and a little gray hair and a little out of shape, he should be making an appearance soon, but uh, that's the Terrificon family that is available. And there'll be new Terrificon t-shirts, pins, and some prints available this year at the uh, information table that I'll be selling. So that's the secret origin of Captain Terrificon. That's who he's really supposed to be. Uh, let's see. Is there any more questions before I wrap this up? Oh, who are the guests this year? Jeez, I should have let off with that one. All right. Get ready. Here are the guests as I go to the terrific site. Bam. All right. From movies and TV, if you haven't guessed so far, it's been Michael Rooker, Sean Gunn, Scott Patterson. The two of those guys were on Gilmore Girls together. Oh, The Land of the Lost, my favorite Saturday morning TV show growing up. We're going to have Wesley Yore, Kathy Coleman, Chaka himself, Philip Paley, and the creator of the show, David Gerald. From the world of wrestling, I've got Tay Conti and Darby Allen will be there if you're AEW fans, you know who those are. From the world of voiceover actors, we have Tristan Rogers, a.k.a. Scorpio, from General Hospital for the last 30-something years. Ms. Kathy Garber, who is Firestar on Spider-Man and her basic friends, but I knew her as Sissy from Family Affair. And then the Justice League reunion is happening, though not as many of the members we wanted or we had last year. This year we have Susan Eisenberg, Wonder Woman, Maria Canales Barrera, who is Hawkgirl, and George Newbern, who is the Man of Steel himself, Superman. It would not be a terrific comment without this next gentleman, Mr. Larry Kenny Returns, the voice of Lionel from Thundercats. And if you're listening to this now, I'm going to let you in on some more guests that I have not posted yet because I haven't made the artwork yet. Uh, Mr. Ross Marklon, a.k.a. Aaron from The Walking Dead, a.k.a. The Red Skull from uh, Endgame and Infinity War. Uh, Adrian Paul. The Highlander from the TV series. And he was also in the War of the Worlds TV series, if you go back. Uh, voiceover people. Oh, yes. Uh, Lauren Lester, a.k.a. Robin Nightwing from the Batman animated series. Uh, Diane Pershing, who is Poison Ivy from the Batman animated series. Uh, what's his name? Robert Costanzo, who was Harvey Bullock. Will also be there. He's also from the Batman animated series. I also have Roger Clark, who's a big voiceover uh, actor from uh, 
what is it? Red Dead Redemption. He's there. He's also a bunch of video game anime voices. And there's some other folks that I'm working on. It. Let's talk about the more important stuff in my world since I'm a big comic book fan. Who are the comic book guests? Wow, we got Donnie Cates coming back. Tim Sale. This is the first time Tim has ever been here. Mr. Dan Jurgens, Ron Garney, Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, Klaus Jansen, Lee Weeks, Megan Hutchinson, uh, Pat Broderick, Jim Starlin, Dave Johnson, Coy Pham, Graham Nolan, Howard Mackey, Keith Williams, Joe Giella, Franco, Jerry Ordway, Paul Kupperberg, Alex Savick, Michael Golden, Renee Witterstetter, David Wenzel, Scott Hanna, Mark Morales, Mike McCone, and a bunch more I have not put up there because besides being Captain Terrific, I'm also the guy that does all the graphics and I do the website. So I have not put everybody up there yet, but I will. Just give me a couple seconds. And I'm also working on some other secrets and surprises that I hope to announce very shortly. So keep your eyes peeled on the website and the Facebook page and Twitter and all the rest. And I will let you know. I think that's about everything. Where do you get tickets? You can get tickets online at Ticketmaster.com. But if you don't want to pay that, I understand. You can also go to comic book shops here in Connecticut. You can go to Boomtoom Comics over in Southington, Connecticut. Richie's Comic Cabana out in Waterbury. You can also go to Cave Comics, my personal comic book shop that you'll find me every Wednesday at. At 11 o'clock when they open the door to get my new comics. Cave Comics in Newtown, Connecticut. Has terrific on tickets on sale there. Buy them for cover price. Don't pay the Ticketmaster fees. Where can I stay at Terrificon? Well, you can go on the hotel link on the website. And you can get special rates at the Mohegan Sun. And the nearby Holiday Inn. Acts fast because they fill up. Those blocks fill up quickly. And let's see. Where are the panels? Panels will be coming up soon. I'm going to... Start listing the panels that will be hosted by my friend and yours, Mr. John Suntress at the Word Balloon Podcast. Johnny will be back hosting the panels. Will there be a costume contest? Yes, there will be a costume contest on Saturday. Maybe I'll do it Sunday. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll change it to Sunday. You tell me. I actually listen to what people say, so I, I follow along. Uh, that's it. Tickets, hotels, guests. Are there tables available? Yes, there are tables still available. You can go and buy yourself an artist alley table or a booth if you want to sell your comic books and toys. So, yeah, that's happening. That's it, kiddies. That's uh, 45 minutes of Mitchie talking. Oh, wait. What is your favorite comic book? My favorite comic book. Uh, my favorite comic book. Fantastic Four 48, which I own. And Spider-Man number four, which I now own, first appearance of the Sandman. And Captain America 25 from 1942. I have that one. That was a, a present given to me by Richie at Richie's Comic Cabana at one of the terrific cons. That is that. So I think that's everything. I don't, I don't think there's any more questions you have for me. Uh, I'll see you at the show. I'll be there at Terrificon. And uh, whatever. Just uh, keep watching the website. Listen to the show. Watch my new YouTube show, Mitchell Ed's Excellent Adventure. And uh, I'll see you on July 30th at Mohegan Sun Expo Center. That's about it. So good night, everybody. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. 
the folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.